Hi, and welcome to Non-Fungible Queens, a podcast for the queens and the in-betweens. I'm Hodel Hill. I'm Kay Duck. Welcome back to another episode of Non-Fungible Queens. Today we're joined by Panda Pops. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know it's really late where you are. You stayed up just to come chat with us, so I really appreciate that. No, no worries. Uh, really happy to be on here, but you have asked me to be here, so really excited. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, too. You know, we're when we kind of set out to make this podcast, we, we wanted to just, you know, um, highlight women in the space, all different kinds, uh, give them a platform. And, you know, um, the avenue that, that you're in with uh, really heavy in the metaverse, we haven't really had that yet. So I'm really I'm really excited and interested to talk to you and kind of pick your brain. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I, I know there are women in the space. There's quite a few, but I just don't see that many being loud either. That or I'm just not being um, like I'm not seeing them. So anything to sort of you know make women feel like oh yes, other women are doing this. I can get involved, or I can do this. I can do that, and just know a little bit more. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, metaverse. It's kind of it's a big strange foreign word so um it's something that people are definitely adapting to and uh people are learning about but i think it's really cool to do this type of things to let people know like hey you know it it can be for anyone and and you can jump in at any time and you know this is this is what we want web3 to be about is you know equality and no barriers so yeah that's really cool yeah yeah for sure i think one really good thing about this space is half the time anybody in crypto just has a nft profile picture you don't know what gender they are who they are or anything like that so there's a lot more safety in it like nobody seems to really mind so with like keeping that in mind for like women that might be apprehensive about entering the space like thinking it might be male dominated nobody really knows who's in the space or you know what gender or what they identify with or anything like that so yeah yeah that is true it's kind of you know the level that you choose that you want to share with the world so you know you can be pretty private or um you can share a lot more than others do so yeah that is a really good point so usually we start off with um asking how you got your start in this space and kind of your background uh, yeah, so kind of a happy accident, I guess, in a way. I was sort of like trying to find what I actually wanted to do in my life. Like I was just working a part-time job, going about my usual day. And I was like, I really want to get back into streaming and trying to do that. I didn't want to do it on Twitch. So I was looking around and it happened to be at the time that PewDiePie was going over to DLive and doing a whole thing there. And I was like, I'll try this place out. It seems cool. And it was, it felt a lot more like a safer place to stream. It felt like a lot less trolls were there, um, which was nice. And that's how I accidentally happened upon Axie Infinity. A lot of DLive streamers, were streaming Axie Infinity. I was like, this looks really cute and cool. Uh, what is this? And like, oh, it's this blockchain game. I was like, cool, what is that? Like, oh, you need Ethereum to buy these axes. Like, okay, what is that? Uh, so bought bought Ethereum without a clue 
at all like back in 2019 i don't have a clue what i was doing i was just like yeah i need this to buy this these little little critters which what how i viewed them <laughs> Um, to play this game and back then they were super cheap so I didn't think much of it and yeah and then after that I just kind of got slowly introduced to other blockchain games and it just evolved from there I try not to dabble in too much just because my risk tolerance compared to a lot of other people is probably much lower Um, but I generally look at projects that I personally want to play in or be involved in that I, I want to spend my time doing. There's so much out there. You have to focus, right? <laughs> and especially back in so 2019, that that's a, that's like a pretty daunting task, you know, get, jumping into something, like you said, that you have no idea about. And then, you know, back then, a lot of other people didn't either. So it it's kind of was like, it was a self-discovery. It, you know, now... Uh, you, even the goal of this podcast is to help other people and uh, you know so many people out there are doing that but back in 2019 you would probably be pressed to find someone that uh, you know could help you out as much as you could today oh yeah it was I mean purely because there was a lot of people on D Life doing it like the bigger people it was easier to get a little bit more information but nobody was streaming it on Twitch like you wouldn't have found it on any mainstream areas and D Life's relatively small um, so yeah, it was, it definitely was daunting, but for me, it was, I was looking at more as entertainment money. Like I would go onto Steam and I would, you know, buy games on Steam. So I looked at it from that point of view rather than an investment, which did kind of burn me a little bit because I got introduced to, uh, a gambling crypto site and that did not end mm. well. And it almost stopped me being involved in the blockchain at all. Yeah, I mean that that's real like it's uh especially something you don't know a lot about. Um, you know, now we know a fairly more about it, but there is still so many risks out there. You d- you don't truly know what you're getting involved in sometimes and uh I- I'm glad to hear I'm sorry to hear that happened, but I'm glad to hear that you did stick it out because uh doing some really cool stuff. So Yeah, I mean, uh I'm grateful in a way to what happened because it made me be a lot more cautious instead of being really, really risky, which may have ended even worse. Uh, it made me sort of be able to evalu- evaluate, like, what, ca- what what am I capable of doing? And gambling is not one of those things I'm capable <laughs> of doing. Doing low-risk investments. So I don't do, like, trades like CFDs or day trading. I don't, like, switch coins between each other things like that i just do long-term investments just generally in crypto and just in stocks as well so quite diversified that way and yeah it's a lot of research like when that happened and i kind of wanted to go back into crypto i still had everything i never sold anything i just lost some crypto um but none of my nfts so being reintroduced into it wasn't that hard because I was already still kind of there. It just meant putting the risk of more crypto into my portfolio and just looking at it from a different point of view uh, because it is it is hard for these sort of things because you're basically just spending money online and um, 
you just don't really think about it. It's like, you know, if you go shopping and you're spending money on your card, you can come away from the end of the day and go, oh, I have no idea how much <laughs> I just spent. It's why I prefer using cash in most places. It's a little bit it's like that magic crypto, internet money. So at least when I'm doing my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that magic internet money. <laughs> You know, you just buy a bunch of stuff and all of a sudden you're exactly. broke. It would be a totally different story if we got a receipt at the end of the day, like, you spent this much. Like, what? Yeah, so <laughs> I did what? one thing I want to mention is <laughs> I did sign up for um, Cointracker.io, which um, uh, in America, that's uh, something that uh, will help me file my taxes. But something that's interesting is I do get emails at the end of the day telling me my wallet summary. So it tells me transactions oh, wow. and stuff like that. So I, I did notice that. And oh, I was wow. like, okay, like this is, you know, maybe I should be a little more conscientious of what I'm doing because <laughs> it's like, you know, the, the, this email is holding me accountable. But yeah, um, I do think that that is a, a very good point. Like it's it's really easy to click submit and kind of forget about it on a transaction, you know. It yeah, I mean, I think the best way I try and describe it to people is... Like you spent some people spend money buying, you know, points for games like Riot points for League of Legends and they buy skins with that. It's a little bit like that, except for, you know, with NFTs you actually own that. Like you can sell it, you can trade it, you can do whatever you want with it. And then most people kind of understand that, but it still goes hand in hand with you don't realise you're really spending that money because, you know, people just go, Oh, I'm just buying myself a treat. I'm just buying myself a little Little, little cute thing to go it's to help me cute. play games. Yeah, um, I think I originally found your videos when I was getting started because I was like, maybe I'll play Axie Infinity. Um, had no idea about any sort of NFTs or anything. My husband was into crypto and he's like, well, do you want to get into it? And I'm like, crypto is boring, but this is a game and that looks interesting. <laughs> um, but then I never ended up buying any axes. I was like, it's too much. I can't, I can't do it. Uh, so, but then you... Oh, uh, what price were they <laughs> at? I don't know. So this was like late July. <sighs> Probably. Oh, so expensive. Was but... it? I don't know. Yeah, I think late late July they would they would have been um, yeah. they would have been going up in price. You would have probably been looking at like two to three hundred. It definitely would have been a, a healthy investment. I think it was past the stage <laughs> of uh, low risk. But like now, I'm like, oh, a three hundred dollar NFT. That's a steal. <laughs> it's funny how your perspective changes as time goes on. Oh, I I was like that. I was like that the other day, but kind of not just with NFTs. I was, I was complaining, like, we had the heating on too early. And I was like, look, we've got to turn it off because I don't want to have to pay an extra £40 for That's extra hilarious. heating this month. And then, like, probably a few hours later, I was looking, you know, through through some stuff. And I was like, oh, you know what? I could really do with buying myself a £700 <laughs> ship. And I, my partner just looks at me going, like, are, are you joking? I was like, no, it's a great investment. It's like, you don't want to pay extra money on the gas, but you want to go buy. It's like, yeah, just put, put, put a dressing gown on, wrap a blanket around yourself. You'll be fine. Our spaceship will keep us warm. That's funny. I, I 
um yeah actually yesterday um i saw a really funny meme with you know the whole twitter profile verification and having to have twitter blue and it's like i think 2.99 a month us dollars and you know everyone was like no that's too much too much but then it was like uh but a forty thousand dollar profile picture i'm down with that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah it sounds about right yeah so but i'm i'm like that with everything i'm a little bit like frugal so i hate spending money if i don't need to and the only time i spend money is if it can make me money uh, i'm frugal as well my husband says cheap but i say (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no 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 you're financially smart it's not cheap (laughs) financially he'll be listening to this and taking notes yes he will (laughs) (laughs) oh it's good he supports us it's lovely (laughs) um but yeah so obviously i didn't buy any axes but then i um started watching your videos on the sandbox and realized this was probably something i could get into i'm not an artist myself so i love to just watch you create things and um you know i want to be a part of it so i try to like watch all the creators and collect what i can from all of you guys so tell us all about that how'd you get into voxel art and awesome. stuff uh so once again kind of a happy accident really um i was i was watching one of my friends stream during one of my off times and they were like oh yeah there's you know sandbox are selling some land i was like what what sandbox like oh a metaverse i was like okay what's what's a metaverse Uh, so then i had to research that and yeah i bought myself some land i had a little look into sandbox i was like this looks really cool i'll download their vox edit and someone was like oh you should apply to be part of the creator fund i was like i haven't even touched vox edit like i i don't know if i can apply so (laughs) what i did for my application is I linked my live stream and on my live stream I opened up Vox Edit and played about with it for the very first time and made a bunch of stuff and then a little bit sort of after the stream I played about a bit more and added a few more assets so (laughs) that was pretty much how I got started I'd never really had any I mean I dabbled in Minecraft but nowhere near like what you see people make uh, and a little bit with, you know, I don't know if you call them something different in America. We call them hammer beads. They're like little tiny plastic beads you put on a pegboard and you make designs. I think we talked about this on Look like pixel before. art and you iron it. I call them it. like melty beads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You iron over them. You put like some tracing paper or something on top and you iron over it. Yeah. Um, so I used to do those and for a little while at one point every Christmas I would make a bunch of like Pokemon ones with Santa hats and sell them as like Christmas tree decorations um, so that's literally my only experience in like voxel or pixel art at all <laughs> and yeah I've been part of the Sandbox Creative Fund for I want to say almost two years but I think it's like it's like a year and nine months and yeah just been part of that been smashing that out in between my spare time 
started incorporating more Vox Edit related streams, doing the tutorials because it was getting more traction and a lot of people were requesting like to know more information. I was like, I can do that. So just kind of did it and recently quit my job to go full time YouTube and crypto uh, to be offered a job by the Sandbox to be their Vox Edit community manager. So I'm officially their Vox Edit community manager right now. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's congrats. Yeah, that's... Um, Thank you. You know, it's, it's pretty bold to just never have built anything and just like straight up is like, here, I'm going to stream this. Go ahead and tune in as your application. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like... Well, I was reading, so within the Creative Fund, if you apply, there's no limit. If they turn you down, you can reapply again. So I wasn't that worried. I was like, I'll give it a shot. And if they say, no, you need to work on this, that or the other, I'd work on it and then reapply. So, yeah, I was just like, yeah, might as well. I'll give it a shot. I've got some time. That's that's awesome. And I, and I love that. I think that's just so true to the space is that it's opening up opportunities for people that they never even would have thought of. Like, like you said, you don't really didn't really have any experience in pixel art and stuff like that. But I mean, look at you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of really, really good creators. And I've spoken to some and they've said like, oh, they never thought like, like where they are now with it the people who have been in it for a while they're like i never thought it would go this far i thought it'd just be like a nice little hobby and that's generally how i feel as well i thought it's just going to be oh a little bit on the side to sort of you know help out and i can get in the space and i can create some cool stuff uh it's one reason why a lot of my assets that i've been making incorporate like me in some way like so there's like panda chef and the um the uh my cyberkong vx i ended up putting the panda chef head inside my <laughs> vx kong uh so so i've sort of immortalized myself in my vx as well as like santa panda i think i've got like a halloween witch incorporated me version so it's like I want to kind of immortalize myself within the metaverse in a way, although it's going to go down really bad if I re-dye my hair, which I <laughs> want to do, but I feel like I definitely can't anymore. Like, it's like, no, you can't re-dye your hair. It's like, it, it was only meant to be blue for like a few months. This wasn't meant to be my style. Brand now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't change it to anything else. Everybody will just, you know, they'll be like, who, who are you? If I, if I come on stream with like pink hair or something, I'll be like, well, where's Panda? Is there any significance behind uh, the name Panda Pops or is it just something that, you know, another happy coincidence? So, <laughs> uh, so there is a little bit. So my favorite animals are pandas. Uh, and generally Panda Pops has been my gamer tag or whatever on pretty much everything. So my League of Legends, Panda Pops, um, you know, my my Microsoft stuff, Panda Pops. Every, everywhere I'm just Panda Pops. But, and generally because pandas are my favourite animals. However, in the UK, there used to be a fizzy drink, like a soda type drink, uh, called Panda Pops that like many many British children back in the day would have had like from their local chip shop you'd get grab one of those um, so I don't want to say it's come from that 
because I definitely don't know if there's any legal issues <laughs> and if I may may have to change my name <laughs> at some point. But um, generally, I've always gone with Panda Pops because I like pandas. But yeah, it did kind of line up with that drink and people have gone like, oh, is it from the drink? And it's like, well, not intentionally, but kind of because I needed something that wasn't just panda because SEO on panda is yeah. awful. Like, you know, if someone's like, oh yeah, go watch, go watch panda stuff on YouTube and you type in panda on YouTube, you ain't gonna find me. <laughs> not at all. Videos, You're gonna have some really cute panda videos. videos. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you'll find some great videos, but not not of my stuff. So I I was wondering about. Uh, I mean, obviously you you stream on Twitch, but your decision to be fully doxed in this space because you know some people. I guess I wouldn't say fully docs. I don't know if your real name is is docs and stuff like that. But I guess uh, as far as you know, openly streaming with uh, your your face and your you know your person, um, you know, a lot of people have feelings on that. And they're, I mean, I just feel like it's it's pretty divided at the moment. The spaces uh, on whether you should be open or you know keep private. So I I generally try not to tell people my actual real name uh just to kind of avoid some issues but a lot of people have accidentally found out my name like i didn't realize the other day when i press like my windows screen to tab into something else that the bottom of my screen came up with my my name my computer name which stupidly is my name (laughs) Uh, yes (laughs) not my full name but still my name um and then obviously there's certain professional criteria to obviously working with the sandbox so a lot of people do know my name there um and i've had an interview before where the person asked for my real name i said you can have my first name but you're not having my surname generally i'm not worried about like my face or anything like people seeing that because i'm all over the internet anyway like before just streaming i my facebook isn't precisely private uh and i've been putting pictures up on there since i was like 14 15 so i was never worried about it from that point of view i was doing travel uh youtube before that so it's not like i wasn't out there um so no i'm not i get why people do worry and i do a little bit because obviously i've seen videos of people being like doxxed and stuff and it's not ended well at all um but honestly i just try not to think about it and that could be super naive of me but yeah i i'm not too worried about because people aren't going to know where i live i don't put out where i live or anything like that so it would only be if they sort of take my image and use it in a way that i don't like uh i would kind of hope people would know whether i would do certain things online (laughs) compared to other stuff yeah definitely and i think you know i'm i think i'm at the point where i'm just like uh you should do what you think is best for you. So like everyone in this space, you know, has different reasonings, has different circumstances. So I think um, I, I'm pretty on board with whatever the individual wants to make. But yeah, I think it is, you know, it's pretty cool when you're like a tri- a Twitch streamer and 
it feels so personable. Like it feels like you really know the person. And so I feel like you do get to connect with the community and, you know, like in fans in a different aspect than, um, you know, even us with like just our voices. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there is something said for that. I I will still like watch streamers that just, you know, do voice stuff. But yeah, there does seem to be, especially if it's, you know, you're play like playing a game for example i feel like if you're streaming a game it really does help to connect with people more when you can see a face even like the virtual things yeah, people AR are doing cool. um i think that still adds a sort of character and that also helps with that um with you know not like still keeping yourself private and there's all sorts of software to obviously change your voice and stuff if like you're worried about people recognizing your voice if that's something people are worried about uh but for me it's just generally not something i've worried about and i do think seeing someone face to face like when you're watching them and you can see how they're talking or you know like seeing them interact with you seeing their reactions to certain stuff i mean i did this back when i used to just do general game streaming i played this game called uh something like last days of june and that's like a super sad game and nobody told me it was going to be a super sad game and i was like crying by the end of it i had people like saying like don't cry you're gonna make me cry and it just felt like we were all on a journey together uh so there is definitely that connection there from seeing someone and seeing how they react compared to obviously just a voice yeah for sure obviously we've never like spoken before but i've watched so many of your streams and like chatted with you in the chat box so i feel like i know you but you don't know me at all it's kind of funny that way <laughs> well i i feel sometimes yes to some people but like there there is art uh, to me at least I, I obviously can only say for me but to me like if i like you i recognize you coming in the chat and i see you i see like your twitter posts and i'm like oh i know <laughs> them like that's I, and I do have like a, a connection like I'm happy to see regulars come into the chat and after a little while I sort of get to feel the way like can I banter to this extent can <laughs> yeah. I sort of or do I need to be a little bit more reserved to a certain extent like you sort of like tailor it to to the general at least the the loudest people within the uh, streams that are talking the most or being the most active you can generally gauge like oh can we can we sort of you know extend out of certain boundaries and push it a little bit to being a little bit more chilled and bantery or do i need to you know not make certain yeah. jokes because you know some people might take it the wrong way yeah but there is i do feel a connection with some people obviously regulars like yourself like i feel that way but I guess some other people may not because, yeah, it is just you typing on a screen and I'm reading that. But um, in my mind, I hear voices. Now, obviously, I've not attached your actual voice. <laughs> now you like, can. That, that would be weird <laughs> if, like, yeah, well, yeah, now I can. Now I'll hear your actual voice. But it would be a little bit weird if, like, the way I imagined your voice coming out is your actual yeah. voice. But generally, when I read stuff... I kind of in my head it comes out in some other voice like a different voice other than my my own 
head voice. <laughs> that makes any sense. <laughs> Without being crazy. No, it definitely does. And then it's like, it, it's, you know, so I've actually, the past weekend, I met up with, um, you know, one of our friends that we met through this space so shout out to yaba but it's like when you hear them it's almost the opposite for you because you don't you don't hear them talk you just see them typing but i would hear him talk and i would i would i imagined like what he looked like when he was talking and then when i saw it in real life it almost like my my brain and my eyes were not not computing (laughs) i'm just like i just need a minute you're just like no this is not how i imagined you would exactly and it's like you know i just it, it's like I, i'm just gonna close my eyes for a minute and then i'll just feel like i'm back on discord <laughs> i love that that's brilliant so i i think uh you know it's the sandbox is so new the metaverse in general is so new so it's pretty cool that you're like leading the way in in its development and um you know one of the the main things that we focus on with our podcast is the experiences that you've had so how how has that been you know now being the community manager but you know being a being in the creator fund like how has that experience been for you generally it's been really like I'm only so I've only been the community manager for like two weeks now so not much has changed a lot of it is stuff that I was doing before so just being in the discord generally helping people and then just on a more official capacity making videos for them that there's going to be like a bunch of new tutorial videos so it's going to be a lot of stuff that I've already done but made to sort of a more sandbox professional short bite-sized chunks but in terms of the creator fund it's really good because i i managed to learn a lot of new new techniques that i probably wouldn't have been able to do without interacting with the people on the creator fund and being part of that community and meeting some um really really cool people there as well like i feel feel like within the creative fund i've made so many like new friends in that space and like being able to see their artwork grow as well as my own artwork uh grow as well is i don't know any other way to sort of describe it as ever just like it's just been really you know like when you go to work every day and it's boring and you're like i really need an outlet it's as if i've just i get my outlet all the time just through that like it feels like i've turned a hobby into something that can actually make me money and it's enjoyable and i get like a sense of calmness while creating which is really really nice like if i get in the zone um and just generally meeting all these new people making friends and just sort of like experiencing the metaverse with them and seeing each other grow for sure that's awesome you can't see me right now but i'm smiling because that's just (laughs) that's just awesome to hear i mean that's like you know i that's like like the goal for me too like i you know i finally found this space that i love and like so many great people that i'm meeting like it's 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 been awesome so yeah that's really cool community is the best part i love the sandbox community they're so awesome and helpful and welcoming like i spend a lot of time in our nrn discord 
but like I spend a lot of time also with my boop goop and my fun guy family you know like yeah it it gets so hard to keep up with all the discords oh, yeah. I used to try and be in the boop goop one so much but I'm in so many discords I've fallen behind on so much information because I, ju- I can't keep up with it all. So now I try and go through rotations. So like if you see me go in and just like end up going in discords going, hey, <laughs> how's everybody doing? And then like I may be there for about 10 to 20 minutes and then I have to rotate to the next discord and I'll do that like every couple of weeks to just try and be like, I am still here. I'll try and catch up with some news if it happens to be happening at that exact moment I'm here. Um, because yeah, I mean, I... Andy Rich is a great person, so's Touche, and Andy's really, really built up a great community. And I love how Boot Goop just started from that absolute ridiculous <laughs> yeah. video of the person calling 911. Like, oh, that's an brilliant. Alpha right there. They don't always tell people that. <laughs> when, I, when I joined oh, the group. Oh, where yeah, Boop Goop came from. When I joined from. the group, I was like, what's Boop Goop about? And they're like, it's a secret. I'm like, okay. And then finally, someone. Oh, I didn't know I already knew going now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, at one point, I guess I was welcomed uh, yeah, into the I, club. Yeah, in fact, I. <laughs> the se- the yeah, secret exactly. society. No, I I recently saw the the video of it going around on TikTok as if it's like a oh new thing. God. By the way, don't go on TikTok. <laughs> It's like you you go like I'm gonna spend ten minutes. I'm like I need to chill Never. out, and then you look up and it's but yeah, it's it's been like two hours later, and you're like, oh, what what yeah. happened? It's where dark where out. have I been? <laughs> and I missed dinner and <laughs> oh, yeah, it, yeah, you definitely go down a rabbit hole with that. But yeah, it, it made me it like it made me think of like the like Andy Ritchie and everyone when I saw that video come up I was like oh yeah yeah that's where Boop Goop came from again hilarious I'll have to Kadek I'll show you the video later if I can find it <laughs> okay I do know who Andy it's is I, ha- I have tuned into some of his sandbox alpha streams nice. so I do have that going for me Panda how was the alpha for you for, for me the alpha uh, easy I guess stressful no well okay well no because at that point well a little bit stressful because i was trying to fit in so at that point i was i was just in the creative fund at that point not like still working my job as well and i was trying to fit in getting every experience every experience out for the video and i was just like i got i i did really well i was like yeah let's do these experiences it's it's fun and a lot of them were very samey so like it was sort of like introducing the people to the sandbox basically like this is how you get from point a to b why don't you explore the world like learn to jump kind of situation um so it wasn't that much for me to actually record and do um but yeah (laughs) trying to play those hide and seek games in the alpha i suck at hide and seek that was stressful I suck but, at hide and seek but too. people were finding cra- I mean more like everybody coming in everybody coming in and just being like when oh, giveaway when giveaway yeah. where's the 
I was getting stressed well, out. Well, that, that was the good thing. I was like, okay, welcome <laughs> yeah. to our community. Welcome. Do, do you just want the free stuff? You're not going to get... I just ended up ignoring yeah. those messages. But the good thing was, <laughs> at least on my Sandbox Monday streams, I had not been told I was giving out any alpha passes. I think that was just Alex on the other ones. So I didn't need to worry about that. So any giveaways I did were just the ones like the Weapon Crate NFT. So I I could generally just be like, just not mention the alpha pass because I knew I wasn't giving one out. And if people were there just for the alpha pass, right. not mentioning it. So they'll either go away or they'll <laughs> get tired of saying alpha pass 20 times in a sentence. <laughs> when yeah. alpha pass? When alpha oh, it's like look at announcements. It's like people don't know how to use the search function. I swear. But, <laughs> or um, I think my favorite one. My favorite one is if there's a land sale and people are like, like five minutes before, and just go, "Do I need sand?" Like, yeah, oh, yeah, you you do. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, little one. Do do you need help? Like it's. Yeah, it's about now. to start. Like, <laughs> maybe wait till next time. I'm pretty stoked because I managed to get land in the Snoop Dogg. Oh, me sale. too. Which one? The first or second? Very exciting. Uh, the first one. Oh, lucky. I... Uh, what? Why didn't I get it? Oh, yeah, I, I clicked too close. I clicked too close to Snoop Dogg, mm. and then I wasted money on gas fees because I accidentally oh, no. refreshed the page. Never refresh the page. Never, never do it, because um, the when you refresh, the site doesn't actually catch up to what's going on properly. So you can mm. accidentally end up clicking on one of the land plots, thinking it's available, and the site thinks it's available because it's not caught up with itself because you press refresh um, and then end up obviously having a failed transaction go through, which is why you get told so many times, don't refresh. <laughs> and I never <laughs> listen. Uh, so yeah, I missed that one out, but I did get one on the second and I was so close to spending far too much on uh, buying one of the premium plots. It's like, I never buy a premium <laughs> Oh, if I had the sand, I would have, but no, I'm just a tiny baby sand whale, so <laughs> I can't afford the <laughs> But didn't you also win the sand that you got the land with? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, that's like awesome. That's like double awesome because you, first of all, you got the sand, but then you also managed to get the land. Like, Yeah, all you yeah. needed to do was just add yeah. 11 sand to that and you've got, you got enough for your land. Exactly. Which is why I really, really like, like, yeah. It's why I really liked it because it did give a lot of people opportunity to obviously. Well, I mean, I'm sure some people cashed out their sand. They were like, score 1,000 mm -hmm. sand. But at the time when, when everything was given out, that must have been, what, like $600, $700 at the time. Um, so, yeah, that would have been a lot been like of money six... for some people. 6,000 sand or 6,000 6,000 right? yes no yeah, yeah. maths maths yeah. failed me just then yeah not 100 <laughs> yeah it was yeah nice no but that's cool that like like hopefully a lot of people did like you did and you know bot land with it or other assets or whatever it may be like 
that's I'm all about probably always good to hear ecosystem you know like i believe in the sandbox so i want to have a piece of it like that land that's is what i'm life. like <laughs> yeah i'm i'm like that pretty much all my investments are i really like what the project's doing stuff like that so i'll be like i, w- I want to be part of it so i'm going to own a part of it but yeah, it was one of the reasons I started buying land in the first place. But a lot of these projects I've managed to get in at fairly fairly cheap prices, but that just comes with the territory of being fairly early and it's all accidental. But I still think it's still early days. Like once all that land is sold within sandbox, this is when we're really gonna start seeing prices go up. Yeah. For sure. Supply shock, right? Yeah. And also, like, once all that happens, I'm guessing we're going to be seeing, like, the metaverse open up. We're going to see the full utility of what's going to be there. Obviously, I can't tell you anything that's in the works. Plus, I don't actually know that much. I feel like a lot of people think I know more. (laughs) I I reckon a lot of people think I know far more far more than I actually do <laughs> I'm just like yeah I I know nothing don't worry about it how many more land sales will there be uh I I don't know but once all the land is gone like you can look at the map and you can see how many parcels of land it will depend on you know generally the size for partners and things like that if they want to make like a bunch of uh, small estates and other estates i don't know whether those sizes are already pre-planned um so it's hard to tell because it just sort of shows all the individual one by one parcels uh, but i don't know how many land sales they're split into i think a lot of the land sales revolve around partners that come in that's why you know there's the snoop dog land sales where you know there's a section blotted out for him there's obviously the adidas one uh where there's like that area of the map sort of blocked out as well um generally the land sales come along with a partner i love how british people say adidas <laughs> i did not know what that was adidas. <laughs> i did not i i was lost <laughs> no i I just thought it was it was some sandbox thing that i didn't know about i'm like all right i'm just gonna chill over here yeah no adidas so what do you have any plans in mind for your land that you have yeah so i've i've got quite a few just one by ones the one time i went to go purchase an estate was unfortunately the time that the whole site had a very big issue and only set people managed to grab some stuff before they shut it down, before they shut the entire sale down. And then when they reopened it, all the small estates were gone. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not buying one then. Uh, and then... I-, I guess I'll buy a mansion. <laughs> um, well, no, back then it was much cheaper. Um, yeah, oh, like, okay. I mean, this was when sand was like, most of my sand was bought at about 40 uh not 40 sorry four cents oh my nice. god dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> um although some of it obviously i've i've put per- i've bought in at higher prices as well but a big chunk was bought at that price um so yeah back then obviously a small estate wasn't as expensive as it is now uh kicking myself for not actually just straight up buying one off of open sea but that's 
that's a whole yeah. different story of you Don't know kick kicking yourself, yourself you can't for do that. lost you opportunities. Can't do that. We've all had those moments. No, no, can't can't dwell on those things. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I've got a, a lot of one by ones or a medium amount. <laughs> I'm sure there's some whale going. What's a yeah. lot to you? <laughs> and my lot could just be pennies in their pocket. Um, but yeah, so. A lot, a few one by ones, and then a couple of like one by twos. So like single parcels, I've managed to buy next to each other in the earlier days. Um, so for the one by twos, I've got some game plans for those, and a couple of my one by ones, I'll have a couple of games on that. Otherwise, generally my plans are to rent them out at a fairly low price just so I can make back my initial investment on it. And because I managed to buy in at a low price, I'm not going to charge as much as what some people may probably charge, but purely because I want to give people a chance as well to get their games out there if it's a good game. Yeah, I am not a designer or a game maker at all, but obviously I have this land. So the renting idea appeals to me because I, you know, Otherwise, it might just sit there and do nothing. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, no, because if you if you've got land and you don't like you don't want to rent it out or anything like that, I think you can stake your land or stake sand on your land, and you'll receive gems oh. or the gems and catalysts. Now, this is what I think is going to be a possibility, not what I know <laughs> is going to happen. I'm. Um, so I I believe that has been talked about publicly. Yeah, I think you're right. I've heard um, something like that before. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I've had a lot of people ask about Gems and Catalyst, and I generally stay away from it because I don't actually know how it's fully going to work. When I do know, and, like, when I do know, and I know it's okay for me to pu- <laughs> publicize it, then I will. Um but yeah until then i generally i just go by the creator fund stuff so on the creator fund we actually get assigned the gems and catalysts so someone chooses those for us uh it's it's literally their job to look at all of the assets made by everybody and then assign those based on whatever criteria they've got to assign it by um so uh yeah i just get a notification saying these are your what this item needs to be and then the way I do it is different to how it's going to be for public people um but I do believe you will need gems to you well you will need gems to mint your assets so they they will be needed so if you could if you haven't got if you don't want to rent out your land or you haven't got someone to rent onto your land yeah, you should. There should be other things that you can do with your empty plot of land. Awesome. What kind of game are you building? Yeah, can you give us any details on that? Yeah, yeah, because it's uh, well, I I show it off on my stream, so yeah. Um, one of them is it's accidentally where well, a lot of accidents have happened in this space, um, but they're happy. Is I was only meant yeah. to show off by, happy little accidents. yeah happy accidents happy accidents <laughs> yeah um, it was only meant to be for me to show off the assets I'd been making and show the easy parts of the game maker like this is how you can you know do this little thing because I'm not well versed in it 
So I am having to learn a lot that I hadn't planned on learning how to do the game makery stuff. Uh, so one of them is a fantasy adventure. Um, so that's going to take a lot of time. That's what I'm doing on stream. And I started trying to edit it a little bit off stream to push it forward a bit more. And then the other main one I've got planned is like an escape maze. So there'll be different levels within the maze with each level getting harder and harder. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's like a metaverse escape room. Do you, I don't know if you guys have those in the UK Yeah. or Canada Hill. Yeah, yeah. We do, yeah. Um, well, we, ha- we, do have, we do have escape rooms, yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of what I'm imagining. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think our escape rooms are a bit different to I, I know what you're on about, but our escape rooms are more like you have to solve puzzles to get out of the room. Yeah, that's like what you're ours are. In a room. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, this is more like um an like yeah, you're stuck in like a labyrinth type maze and you gotta oh. work your way through it. Um yeah like that with monsters and different things there'll be different routes as well some routes might be safer than others but you might miss out on certain other aspects of the quests like you might miss out if you side quests if you don't go a certain way as long as there's no parkour i'm terrible at the parkour (laughs) there is a little Uh, parkour but i'm terrible at it too which does not help with game testing Well, that, that's awesome. I saw, um, I did see some of the sneak peeks that you put on, I think it was your Twitter. I think it was the um, fantasy game. Some, uh, you know. Oh, with the, with the guy hung on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is like some yeah. haunted house vibes. <laughs> yeah. I reckon that will make an appearance in both of the games because it seems to fit the aesthetic very well for both of them. Uh, but yeah there's generally the guy who's hanging on the wall it's uh this old guy that he appears numerous times in the game so he's right at the start where you spawn in and the general story is like you've you've just woken up uh you don't know where you are you've lost your memory and all that's around you is this old guy and a tavern and then trees all around you and you go talk to him and he's like, oh, that was a really nasty fight you were just in. I hope those monsters don't come back. Take shelter in the tavern. And you're just like, okay, creepy old guy that seems to have just sat there and watched this happen. Um, you go in the tavern. You then can't get out of the tavern through the way you enter. So you have to work your way out. And then he appears in other areas too. So he's just like this weird guy that seems to pop up mysteriously in the game and may or may not have a proper backstory in it yet i'm still figuring (laughs) it out that's awesome so just for maybe like reference um for newbies like myself um that scene how how long how many hours do you think you worked on building that uh, so generally, like, the room that he's in, that didn't take very long at all. Like, making buildings out of blocks is really, really fast for me. I, like, designing a land, I can do. Like, that's, that's that probably took about half an hour. 
but the actual asset that the old guy's attached to because there is animation on that as well so that wolf that he's attached to as well as like him personally uh all i did was import the old guy that was already pre like that i'd already created but if we include how long it took me to make the old guy the old guy took an hour and a half then uh to make the wall took i want to say half an hour and then to rig him up and do the animations probably took another hour or so i do have it all on like my youtube you know i've got like a live stream playlist but there's like the amount of live streams i do there's there's probably too many to go back and find that exact <laughs> one uh but yeah probably it was probably about oh wow yeah about three hours of work oh i never thought about <laughs> it that way yeah that's a, that's a yeah. lot of work for one asset and then yeah. there's a torture table next to him which was probably like another 45 minutes of work yeah and i think that's you know i i don't know why that just struck on me but i was like i bet that one scene that one screenshot that people look at it took so long but like i wonder if other people have that thought when they look at it yeah, I, I reckon people do, mainly because when I'm building stuff, that a lot of people are like, you make this look so effortless, this would have taken me, like, days to do. It's like, oh, really? A table is, like, the easiest thing to do. But that's because I've been doing it for so long. So when I see what other people have made, I, I reckon I'm desensitized to it because I kind of forget how long it takes me to make something. Like, just then, I just had the real... <laughs> realization like oh wow that that took a lot of time so i kind of don't think of it that way but i definitely have had other people say it that have watched and been like oh wow that takes a long time but then again i've had the opposite with uh people wanting freelance work and they've gone oh how long will this take and i've given them estimates based on what i know and like oh does it really need to take that long I was like, well, it could be quicker, but it'll look like a piece of, you know. Done fast, yeah, you and, want it done well. <laughs> and if they could do it themselves, yeah, they wouldn't much. be asking you. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I did have this one guy who was like, oh, like I could have somebody do it really cheap, and you could just add it into the scene. I was like, I'm not making a scene for you. I'm making the assets. Like, if you want somebody to make a certain asset like cheaply sure go ahead but like you've asked me you said to me that like you've asked me because you know you like the work i make you've seen the work i've done and you're asking me and i'm telling you this is the price um but that's awesome i love that about this space like like artists and creators are are really getting to hold their own and, and stand up and say that like first of all like you know the blockchain doesn't lie like like you said they can go see your work and and it's verified like anyone that tries to undercut that like it's just yeah i think as well with being on like the sandbox creator fund and sort of supported by the sandbox generally gives me a, i don't want to say like authority i think that's the wrong word but gives me um a little boost can't think of the word yeah that's not the word i'm thinking of but yeah kind of like makes me seem more legit 
So it makes people think, oh yeah, you know, you you do this for the sandbox, like we'll go to you. It makes me seem more professional in a way, or I guess I am professional. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. You're I don't see myself that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess it's I just... definitely used to... Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's, it's basically your resume, though. Like, I mean... It's your. Oh, got hours it's just and hours like of your, your resume on the internet. Some meta resume. <laughs> yeah. Here is my full meta resume. Do you want to hire me now? Um, but no, I used to undercharge people. I actually had somebody who asked me to do a project for them, and I looked at. It, I was like, "Yeah, I can do that. I'll charge about this much." And they seemed okay with it. And afterwards, like when I finished it and I was talking them through, like I was like, okay, I've sent you the files. You need to upload it. It was like, can you show me how to do this? It's like, of course. Um, And then while we were talking, it was like, can I ask, why did you charge so little? And I was like, I I thought that was an okay rate. It was like, no, you charged a lot less. Like I would have been happy to pay you this amount. I was like, oh. pay me that amount. (laughs) I was like, oh. I was like, great. Um, that's nice to know. <laughs> and then, um But um, he did send me that oh, amount. That's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he, he messaged me a few days later going, yeah, I've sent you, sent you more money. I was like, you did. Like, cause I, I'd already chat, like, you know, given him a price. So I wasn't expecting him to give me more. Nor when he said, you, I just thought to myself, I'll charge yeah. the next person more. Like, it's it's fine. Um, so that was really, really nice. Um, but I think there's, there's definitely two types of people that you're going to come across um, if they want freelance work doing. You're going to, and I think this works generally in any like kind of job where they where they're they're hiring somebody to make something whether it's uh someone making a web page or you know doing some code or design um two types of people one person who generally tries to pay you a little bit on your lower side that will constantly ask for updates all of the time constantly uh try and make changes uh even though you say this is the hours that i've you know that i've said and if you want changes they're going to cost more so if you're doing this make sure you tell them it'll cost more um and then you get the second type of person who will throw down a ton of money at you never ask for any updates and um afterwards say thank you and then probably buy you a beer afterwards oh we like that second person i think (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but i feel like there's there's always those two types of clients you you know if you get the first one just make sure you're stern with them like don't let them like pigeonhole you to make a bunch of stuff for more time than you've already t- told them that you you're doing it at yeah it's pretty cool um just like uh the the story you just told um other like creators and stuff supporting other creators like him just saying he he didn't have to tell you that but uh that's pretty cool that let alone him telling you that or even then paying that price because he could have you know again like you said just said oh i would have and you like you said oh i would have charged the next person more but yeah that was that was really cool yeah yeah it's i i Obviously, I can only speak from this space because I've not really done anything creative in any other area of my work. All the jobs I've had before this have just been very 
normal jobs, I guess. Um, very manually laboursome and tiresome. Uh, but yeah, it's really nice to get that support. And I feel like a lot within the crypto community, a lot of people do support one another. Um, and obviously you do get like the odd people that will try and put others down. And I try and stay out of that drama. Like, if there's drama happening, I'm like, oh, I hear about it two weeks later. It's like, oh, that happened, did it? Cool. Where was I? Um, but, yeah, it's it's good to see people support each other. And I found a lot of support in this space. I had, at the early days with uh, streaming Vox Edit, I had a couple of people that were like, you really need to push, push these Vox Edit streams. Like, you're going to do really well with them. And I was like, oh, I'm not too sure I like playing normal games, because I do. But it's got to the point in my life now where if it's not play to earn and I'm not earning money from it, I generally now feel like I'm wasting yeah. my time. What's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't want to spend my free time doing anything but like giving my time to this space. because. <laughs> growing uh, learning things, yeah. and yeah it's just like i just I feel mean, like it's, about it, it's a full-time job yeah and it's like i it it just every day there's something new and it's just like it, it's really crazy but it's awesome at the same time yeah definitely i feel the exact same way like that i'm because there's so much to learn is one reason why I haven't like delved into too many projects. There's so many people's like suggest so many projects to me. Uh, some are probably absolutely awful. Uh, some could be like the next big thing and I might miss it. But at the same time, I only have so much time that I can dedicate to learning about each individual project. And if I'm getting involved in a project, I generally want to know about yeah. it. Like I. If I, especially if I'm making a video on it, like it's okay to not know every aspect, like, you know, absolutely everything and be, you know, the savant of that project. But um, like enough to be able to talk about it with relative confidence. And that takes time to learn about each project like that. So I try and just stick with a few that I really, really like. And if something else catches my eye, like Star Atlas, I hadn't heard much about Star Atlas and I was really, really big into Crypto Space Commanders, which is another blockchain space game. And I loved that and it's kind of died down a little bit. And then people were talking about Star Atlas and I was like, oh, let's have a look. It's like, this looks beautiful. I want to be involved in this. So I joined it. But then there's things like Crypto Blades where that made me quite angry and I refuse to to acknowledge that is a game because it's it's not a game. <laughs> a lot of our group is big into DeFi Kingdoms. I don't know if that's one that you've looked into at all. Uh, I haven't, but it sounds a little bit like uh, League of Kingdoms. Is it, a li is it a bit like a base building type like a little bit like clash of clans but on the I blockchain i don't know how much actual yeah, game there is it's more about DeFi pools and i don't know i haven't got that into it yet okay i'll have to i'll have a little look and see if it's something i want to yeah. be involved in but generally 
a lot of my stuff is just more to do with games although there's not actually that many game games out there like obviously Axie Infinity is a working game Sandbox there's aspects like you can build games and on the Game Maker you can play people's gaming experiences so there's definitely gameplay aspects there but not so much in terms of the you know the the earning as of yet and then you know, there's there's a few. At one point, I was playing Plants vs. Dead. That was kind of okay, and that and I would say that was kind of like a game, but it was more like an idle game, and I'm not keen on those too much. Um, Alluvium looks great. I can't wait to play that, but that's another one where it's like I can't wait to play that. <laughs> like, I need more actual games now war riders is another one although i haven't played it for a while and i've heard it's got quite intense um playing it so there's a lot of people playing and it's not as easy going as it used to be we have a couple people that um are in the DeFi kingdoms that are into axes and they really like it so we have some resources on it uh, i'll shoot them over to you and, and if you want to check them out we have a oh, yeah. we have a lot of uh people in our uh, discord that like kid are really knowledgeable about it they actually um just started like a DAO type of thing for DeFi kingdoms so yeah uh if anyone oh well yeah please do send that yeah over. and if anyone listening uh wants to check out any of those resources uh nonrefungible.tech that's our website and um we have all the the newsletters and those resources posted on there So a question that we usually end with is, do you have any advice that you'd give to women maybe wanting to jump into the space or wanting to jump into the sandbox? Uh, What would you say to them? Uh, Assess your risk tolerance first um, and only invest what, you know, what you can afford to not see for a while. Um, But generally just get involved don't be you know scared or put off ask questions there are a lot of a lot of really helpful people within like the discord so like join the discords talk to people um find find us on like twitter and stuff like that like you know ask questions on there for sure uh but i think it is just a case of like if you want to get involved get involved like you you will not be you know nobody's going to stick their nose up at you being a woman or anything like that generally in this space nobody really pays that much attention to that kind of stuff like pretty much everybody is just a profile picture at this point yeah i agree i think that's so true like uh there's so many like different corners different groups within this space i think that there really is room for everyone like everyone's doing their thing they're finding out what they like um there there's just so many opportunities that you really can't be left out i think yeah and for for sure and uh yeah it is just important to get like if it's something that you want to know more about that then generally just get involved and ask questions because that's one of the best ways to learn that's how i learned about axie infinity i saw the game i started asking questions about the game and yeah okay i did buy ethereum without knowing what ethereum was without knowing what the blockchain is um so but 
I I never got deterred. There wasn't like a single person that said to me like, "Oh, you're a woman. What are you doing in the crypto space?" or anything like that. I've never I've never personally experienced that. It was a worry at one point, like especially in terms of doing like YouTube videos and putting myself out into a platform and talking about it and seeing so many more men talking about it and being like, "Are people going to see that I'm a woman?" and be like, "Oh, a woman talking about it are they going to negate the knowledge that i have or not take me as seriously but personally i've never actually felt that like it's been something in my mind that probably a lot of women have uh so if that's something in the back of your mind then um it's it's in a lot of our minds and it shouldn't deter you from entering the space because um personally i've not seen any sort of negative uh feedback towards women in the space uh so yeah get get involved if it's something you're interested in ask questions and if anybody does give you any issues then you know just dm me and i'll go beat them up it's fine (laughs) i love that i won't really do violence i won't really do violence but i'll you know internet yeah you're gonna call them out on your stream yeah, it's just like, hey, you, be nice to women. <laughs> so, like, that, yeah, that's about as violent as I can. That's, that's pretty scary. <laughs> so, uh, when are your streams? Do you do regular weekly streams? Where can people find you? Yeah, so Monday, uh, I do, it's on the Sandbox stream, so that's sort of like on their channels, but my personal ones, dedicated stream times are Tuesdays, 6pm UTC uh, for three hours, and I'm on DLive, YouTube, and Twitch, and then on Thursdays, we've just started incorporating a more time on Thursdays so I'm now doing a Thursday morning my time so 10am to try and hit different time zones that's 10am UTC uh, for either one or two hours depending on schedules and then uh, Thursday evenings at 7pm UTC uh, and that will go on for either four to five hours depending on what the earlier one is well, that's awesome. I'll definitely tune in, um, check out some of the games you're making. I, I'd love to check that out and see more about it. Yeah, yeah, please do. Feel free to ask questions there. I'll try and answer them as best as I possibly can. <laughs> um, especially to do with the game maker. I, I, I'm learning. Half the time I'm relying on the chat to tell me how to set up some stuff <laughs> on the game maker. Making the world's pretty, I can do that doing simple stuff i can but the moment that i've got to you know start getting the mechanics of the game working is uh, is when i need the chat's help to just you know tell me where stuff is yeah that's awesome but uh, that's what the community's for yeah and once again like the sandbox community super super helpful so helpful yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I know it's super late where you are, but we appreciate it. Um, we're super excited all the things you're doing, and uh, we can't wait to have you back on for a little sandbox update. Uh, you know, maybe when it opens up and it's live. Yeah, 
yeah for sure um appreciate you having me on here it's been loads of fun and yeah it's it's like uh just gone to two in the morning oh, yeah. oh we appreciate it i've had a cup of tea <laughs> it's all right i've had a cup of tea it's like you know you're up now you may as well stream, keeping right? me awake <laughs> <laughs> well you're awesome uh, thanks no, again i'm not i'm not that i'm not that awake <laughs> all right thanks so much thank you that's all for this episode of Non-Fungible Queens. You can find us on Twitter at NFQueensPodcast. And stay tuned for next episode. Bye. Bye.